If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warning. This show contains adult political themes and language. Liberals and little children should cover their ears. Welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps, where negativity never sounded so good. Good morning and welcome to Liberty Never Sleeps. Make sure to follow the show on our website at libertyneversleeps.com, where you can find links to us on Twitter and Facebook. Watch the show video on YouTube and BitChute. And remember, you can always subscribe to the show also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and iTunes. Good morning. Well, as you can see, if you watch this on the videotape, we've started to decorate the house for Christmas. We've got family coming for Thanksgiving and whatnot. And so we decided to do the decorations a little early because Thanksgiving falls late this year. And there's really not a whole lot of time between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. I think it's one of the shortest ones in recent memory. that I, I, I think it is. I don't know. I, I've been told that. And I haven't counted the actual days. So we started setting up Christmas early. Normally, we don't set Christmas up until after the Thanksgiving Day weekend. I don't do the, and, and I'm not going to do the outside lights until after the Thanksgiving Day weekend. But inside the house, I'm setting up the trees. You know, one here is behind me. Um, I don't know if it'll ever show on, on video. Uh, you'll probably see the lights glowing behind me. And then we've got the main room where we're having all our guests and, and whatnot. And that's where we're, we're putting the second tree. We're getting all, everything set up, getting all the trees out and all the decorations. And it's like I, 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 that's why I'm spending most of my afternoons just doing a little bit each day. You know, the older I get, the longer it takes me to set up the house. I don't know if it's a combination of I keep getting more stuff every year because, you know, your better half always gets more stuff to put out. Pillows, throw pillows, garlands on, on banisters. And, you, you know, you, you, you ever watch on TV like one of those Hallmark movies and they have Christmas in the Vermont cabin or something? You know, one of those ridiculous movies where the Navy SEAL comes to town and marries the woman with the baggage with the eight kids even though, and loves her anyway, that kind of story? Well, it's always winter in those movies. Because it's more attractive, it's more romantic, I guess. And they always have the house decorated with more crap than you could possibly ever put up in your real life. They have got all kinds of garlands and and lit. Everything's lit. You know, the columns around the house. Everything's in a, in a Victorian or plantation-style southern mansion, even though it's in Vermont. And they got... The, the wreath on the door with the lights and they got all the, the around the door frame and around the columns and the whole yard's lit up and 
and it's always so perfect and so on. No one does that. No one has a perfect display like that. I guess, well, unless you hire somebody to do it. You know, they have companies that come in and decorate, I guess. I mean, it just doesn't seem right to have a company come in and do it. The reason I decorate is because I enjoy it. I would do a little bit every day. Set up the, the tree, put lights out in the front yard, that kind of thing. I don't know. I just Every year I got more stuff, though, because you buy a little something. You say, oh, wouldn't this be nice in the corner? Wouldn't it be nice to have that in the bedroom? Wouldn't it be nice to have a new wreath on the door? Wouldn't it be nice for that? You know, and you go, oh, it's only you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Well, pretty soon you got your whole garage, which I do, with boxes. And then, of course, you know, because I met my better half late in life, she had her own color ornaments. And, you know, I, she had always blue ornaments. And I had red because I was single till late in life. I always had a tree. I always put ornaments on it, but I, I had my own tree. So she's got blue and then I had red. And then I inherited a whole bunch of stuff from my mom in another color. And it's like, yeah, I've got three different colors. So every year we got to decide, well, what color are we going to do the house in? So I, it's, every year it's, it's Christmas is a major event in my house. It just is. It just, it's one of those things that we do. We got advent calendars, all kinds of advent calendars in like in rooms. We got decorations all over. I've got literally, literally, I have to go into the garage today and pull another 10 boxes of stuff out. And it's, it's a daunting task to say the least, right? We want the house to look nice. And because it's so short, we had this discussion between Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas, we want we like to have Christmas up. We enjoy it and, and like to have the stuff up. And uh, since we had redone a lot of the, the, the decor in the house, the flooring, the walls, and the paint, and all that other stuff, and some other things, we decided, well, we want the house to look nice this year. So I'm just, as I get older, it gets harder and harder. You know, you, you get to a certain point in age, well, let's just have a small tree. Oh, no, can't do that. Did you see the, the, the Disney rollout? Disney Plus has a new streaming service like Netflix, right? And we had decided we we're probably going to drop Netflix and get this because it's only like six or seven bucks a month. And, and you get like 1500 Disney movies, everything in the Disney franchise, which is what we watch anyway. All the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies and the new Mandalorian series and all, I mean, all the stuff we want to see. I haven't done it. And the main reason I haven't done it yet was because you couldn't get the app. You know, you need an app to watch it on TV. If you have a smart TV or a Roku device, you need the app. It has a little, you know, square box that you click on, and then the, the shows come up. You have access to the channel, and you pay for access. Well, the app was not available. I, I kept looking for it, and I kept sending them notes. When's the app coming up? When's the app coming up? And then finally somebody from, from over at Disney got back to me a couple days ago and said, oh, the app becomes active. When the channel becomes active on November 12th. And I go, well, that's a dumb fucking policy. Because here's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to start to download the app on that day. And everybody's going to try and boot it up and see if it works. And it's all going to crash your servers. And sure enough, that's what happened. Look, you got a lot of people that want that channel. But nobody is going to spend money. Or I should say, 
not as many as, as there were some people who pre-ordered it who said, I'll pay the money now, even though there's no app for my TV. I'm not going to spend money on an app if I don't know it can work on my TV. I'm not going to buy Disney Plus unless it works on every TV in my house and I can use it on my computer and all that stuff. And I told them that. I said, no app? Sorry, you don't get my money. Well, sure enough, a lot of people felt that way. I wasn't the only one. And everybody on December, on November 12th tried to download the app, tried to get it to work, and it, of course, completely failed. But Disney fails at everything. Disney has no sense. I mean, we're, we're, the days of Walt Disney are over. The days of, the, just like I said with Apple, the days of Apple are limited because Steve Jobs isn't around. And Disney doesn't look anything like it did Back when Walt Disney ran, when Walt Disney ran it, everything was about customer service. Everything was about making the feel the customers feel welcome. Now it's all about money. I don't know why they didn't provide the app early. Look, you had a seven-day free trial. That's how it works. You have a seven-day free trial when you sign up, and then they start billing you after the seven days. You know, if you like it and you continue with it, then it's going to cost you. I don't know. It depends on which version you get. So I think it's seven ninety nine, eight nine, whatever. Well, why didn't you make it available now? Just so people, and you don't have to make the the vid, the movies available. Just have a, a a demo so that people can download the app, make sure it works, make sure your servers can handle the load. You know, you have a test, you have a couple test free test stuff on it. You know, free movies that everybody's seen a hundred times just to see and make sure the app works. No, they didn't do that. So guess what happened? Everything crashed, and everybody's bitching about it. Naturally, that's the way people are. If it doesn't work right away, and as expected, people bitch. I knew it wasn't going to work. That's why I'm waiting. I'll wait until it all the herd thins out. That's what I always do. It's like when I go see a new movie, like the new Star Wars movie, I'm not going opening weekend. That's stupid. You're just going to – because it's all the signed seating now in the movies. you got to sit next to the fat guy with two orders of nachos and three drinks and the, and the, and the noisy kids and you can't move your seat. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go when there's no crowds because I don't want to deal with it. You know, back when you had – Wherever you, you could sit, wherever. If it was a situation where you're sitting next to somebody and, and the fat guy is spilling his hot dog and his mustard everywhere and you don't want to sit through it and get sick to your stomach, you go and you move to another seat. You go, oh, this isn't right for me. I'll move back. I'll move back a row or move up a row. Now they're all assigned seating. So guess what? Nobody waits in line and every friggin' movie for weeks, the four front seats are blocked. You can't get up there early, get in line. That's that's what it's all about. And then you got to deal with it. So it's like, I don't want to go to movies anymore. I just don't. Not unless it's a, a, a situation where it's after opening weekend. And believe me, this new Star Wars movie is going to be another complete fucking failure. I'm reading about it. They're still filming endings in this thing. As of like last week or a week and a half ago, they're still filming endings and the cast and crew are bitching about it. There's all these rumors that are coming out, and some of them are true. I, I, it's like when all the la- the last Jedi rumors were coming out, and I knew it was going to be a train wreck. The same people now are, are letting rumors out about the plot of the the Rise of Skywalker, which is a stupid title, right? I know what the plot's going to be. I don't want to say it here in the air, or at least the general consensus of what the plot is. It's going to be a complete train wreck. They've got supposedly as many as six endings filmed already. And there's several editor cuts. There's the Kathleen Kennedy cut, which is the bullshit cut. Then they've got J.J. Abrams' cut. And they've even asked Lucas in to take a look at it because it's not testing well with audiences. And I can tell you why it's not testing well. Because you've got Mary Sue Jedi going around kicking everybody's ass. 
You know, the whole plot of the original Star Wars movies, not to belabor the point, the whole plot was Luke goes through failure after failure, trying to restore the faith of the galaxy in government, basically, and, and rid the world and rid the universe of the Emperor and Darth Vader. And he learns there's a whole lot of things going on that he didn't know about. Darth Vader is his father. The Force is much more than just wielding a lightsaber. And there's all kinds of things. And it's an epic saga. And in the end, the farm boy overcomes the failures, defeats Darth Vader, and then realizes in the end that he isn't the chosen one that Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, his father actually is. And between, between the two of them, they defeat the Emperor and he gets heaved over, into, over the railing and so forth. And, and, and the galaxy and, and purity and goodness and all that is restored. Balance is restored to the Force and everybody's happy, cheering. In a, the, the subsequent movies completely tear that apart. That you could be a great Jedi right from the get-go if you're a woman. And you could wield old... She didn't build her own lightsaber even, for God's sakes. But she's going around kicking everybody's ass right from the get-go. First movie, she goes out. She kicks the Sith Lord's ass right away. The movie opens with this great Sith Lord, the son of of, of uh, Han Solo and, and Princess Leia. Now he's got all these powers and all these incredible things. You stop a laser bolt in there. But some girl who picks up a lightsaber for the first time able to defeat him in combat. What the hell is that? And subsequently, movie with the next movie was even worse. And from what I understand, the third movie doesn't doesn't improve on it. Does basically the same thing. And she goes around kicking everybody's ass. Finds out her heritage or whatever. And, 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 and deals with Benjamin Solo. And all the, all the loose threads that were left by the train wreck. The Kathleen Kennedy train And I understand. Same thing. It's more of the same. Look at the trailer. It's got the stupid horse riding in a horses. I just, Disney fails at everything anymore. Everything they do. Everything to do is, is kissed with death. The most of the Marvel movies weren't really very good. The new Marvel coming out, what they call Phase 2, you know, after Avengers Infinity War ended with Iron Man and his death and that kind of thing, and it ended, now they're going to do Phase 2, which is the Kathleen Kennedy version, the, the woke version. It'll be Avengers Woke or Avengers Agenda. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a failure. Nobody wants to see that. People want to see Captain America, Iron Man, all the good, all their heroes, Spider-Man. I don't know if they've actually signed a deal with the, with Spider-Man because I understand Sony uh, kicked a bitch and whatever, but I, I understand there's something that's going to be resolved uh, regarding that. But still, people aren't going to go see that. And yeah, they'll always be in the initial weekend, the initial box office, but you watch. Rotten Tomatoes, everybody's going to watch you go, this isn't what I want to see. They've completely bent the the idea of these superhero comics. I mean, Lady Thor? Nobody wants to see that. I don't care if that's what happened to the comic books. That's the reason comic books died, too. Nobody wanted to read that. Marvel comic books in the past, the Alan Moore years, died. And everybody knows it. So did DC. Nobody wants to see that. People want to see, for instance, in DC comics, people want to see the, the Christopher Nolan version of Batman. They don't want to see the crap that they're putting up now, the Ben Affleck Batman. I don't know what they're going to do with this new one. It certainly doesn't look very good. The casting, it's like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Batman fan. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance, but I'm not interested in another Halle Valley Barry Catwoman. That doesn't appeal to me. That's not what I want to see. The moviegoers didn't want to see it either. That's what they're going to do from what I understand. They're going to take the, the long Halloween 
series of comic books for those of you who are comic book fans and and make that the new thread but and I read the cop the long Halloween it wasn't that good I didn't like it so I Disney fails at everything everything they do most of the movie studios fail at everything they do they couldn't even get get the app up working on time you know that you're going to get slammed I guess they assumed that only the people who pre-ordered it were, were going to buy it. But that was stupid. I mean, that really was stupid, especially when, when there were so many people saying, I'm not, and then you go on their Facebook, I'm not going to buy the app unless, unless I know it works on my, on my equipment. That makes sense. So you, re, you release the app early and make sure it works right. And, you know, throw out a couple movies, free movies, or, or better yet, teaser trailers and stuff. You say, oh, the teaser trailer will only be on the Disney Plus app. And you can get it now for free, but when when the day goes for you can, it's going to cost you. That then you know how many people you got, how many subscribers you got. Your systems all work. It's going to be down for days. You watch. It's not going to work for days. They're going to be bugs. People are going to hack into it. That kind of thing. Excuse me. My uh, collar is turned around. I'm here in the air adjusting it. Anyway, we got to move on. We got to talk about politics. The impeachment is set to begin today. The first hearings. We've got to talk about that. Character assassinations galore. That's what it's going to be. That, and then we've got to talk about the Staka case before the SCOTUS. I think that's going to probably hit today or tomorrow. And let's talk about that. And then there's some fighting ramping up in Israel. We'll touch on that at the end. We'll, we'll be right back after this brief break. You know, it's a real shame about Disney. I, I love Disney films. I love the old Disney films. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the new ones. There's a couple of ones that I actually enjoyed. But it's all about woke Disney. It's not about the heroes or anything like that. It's about how we can destroy what we built so that we can build this whole new woke agenda. That's really what Disney has become. Anyway. And, I, you know, the new Lady in the Tramp movie, you know, the live action or, or semi-live action computer-generated dogs, it ain't going to be, I know it ain't going to be the original Lady in the Tramp. It's going to be something about Lady being the hero instead of Tramp. You, you watch. You'll see. It, it's just going to be a woke Lady in the Tramp. That's why, they, they, that's why the, the box office is off. They don't, they don't get that. Terminator woke, box office was terrible. People aren't going to go see that. People were tired of the Terminator, frankly, by the franchise, and that movie, new movie doesn't offer anything that they want. Speaking of not offering anything they want, impeachment's set to begin. Now, today is the, the what, the, the 13th? You've only got basically two and a half weeks before Thanksgiving. How are you going to get in everything before the Thanksgiving break and then the Christmas break? You're not. This is proof of what I was telling you, that it's not going to be about any kind of factual investigation into what happened. It's going to be person after person reporting on rumors and innuendo and assassinating Trump's character and basically accusing him of a crime in which there's no evidence. There's no evidence. What, what's the argument? That Donald Trump used the foreign aid department, in other words, directed foreign aid based on his own personal gain. Well, where, where does he gain? 
by denying foreign aid to Ukraine? If it was, I want to increase it because my friend is on the board of an energy company, then that would be an impeachable offense. Then that's going to be, oh, I want to fund this because I, you know, Ukraine is corrupt and I've made arrangements with them to give them more money than I usually do so that these energy companies get money. That would be an impeachable offense. That's what Barack Obama did. That's what previous administrations have done. They've directed foreign aid to foreign nations in order to benefit people that surround them. And of course, the companies that they directed the foreign money to, because that's how it works through private companies. You know, a government receives foreign aid and then the company gets money to to help their economy. That's happened with both Republican and Democrat. That's why everybody's going nuts. That's why he's in big trouble. Because there were Republicans involved in this. But what their argument is, is no. He says, I'm withholding aid unless you investigate corruption at your end as well as on our end. Because we're working at our end to uncover this kind of stuff. The American taxpayer has been ripped off enough with foreign aid. And you can bet there are going to be other nations involved that's going to come out in these impeachment hearings. How is that wrong? I, I still don't understand that. I still am asking everybody, well, produce the statute that says an American president can't direct foreign aid or remove it or add it when he wishes to. He, he is the chief of foreign policy, not Congress, not the State Department, not anybody. It's solely at the discretion of the White House. They produce a budget, they supply it to Congress, and the bu- and Congress approves the budget. Simple as that. It's been done. So where's the crime? Well, there are people who are corrupt in our government, or may be corrupt, and their relatives and their friends are receiving this foreign aid money. But since some of them are running for president, now you get the plan. Why? Remember how I told you something's wrong with 17 people running for president and more lining up all the time. Now it's Mayor Bloomberg. If any foreign aid went to a company and any of these 17 people were involved in it, then supposedly Trump would get some benefit from that. And then that's an impeachable event. That's their argument. That's literally, literally what they're saying. Does that make any sense to you? If I ever decide to get into government corruption, the first thing I'm going to do is run for president. If that's the if that's the standard, that I can't be investigated because I'm running for president, well, hell, I'm just going to nonstop run for president. Why wouldn't you? The Department of Justice can't investigate me on anything I'm doing because that would benefit the current administration who's running for president too. Does that make any sense to you? That's ridiculous. Not to mention the fact that we don't have a Democrat nominee. If you were talking about six weeks before the election, the nominees are set and it would be a trigger point where you might be able to make the argument. Maybe. But under these circumstances, that's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. So what it's going to come down to is it's going to come down to people making accusations in a in a in a mock trial. Not it's like just going to be like a Nazi trial. Have you ever watched the films of those Nazi trials? The guy stands up at the table, and the judges make accusation after accusation. No, you you're an immoral person. You're a rotten person. 
you're not loyal to the to the loyal leader, etc., etc. You did this, you did that. And then the people in the gallery, hooting and hollering and reporting it. That's how it worked in Nazi Germany. The Nazi papers would report it. This evil person is being put on trial. You should be a no, you should know about it. You should attend. You should come to the courtroom. You watch, there'll be protesters at these impeachment meetings. It's going to be a Nazi circus. That's what it is. That's, it's the same people. The, it's the Fifth Reich or Fourth Reich. It's not the Third Reich, but Jesus. It's the same people. They wanted, they wanted to, uh, this America to become part of their republic. Excuse me, part of their dictatorship. Force Americans into a feudalistic style economy. That's what they want. That's what they're going to do. They're going to a character assassinate Donald Trump. That's what they've been doing since he became president. Releasing the tape of him talking with uh, one of the Bush family about, uh, you know, locker room talk, which I won't repeat here today. I thought we went down this road with Jack Kennedy. I thought we went down this road with Bill Clinton, who did a lot worse. Who basically had sex with an intern underneath the, in, underneath the desk in the Oval Office. I thought we went down this road, that it wasn't character doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what a person says. And this is not a president. This is a guy running for president. So it was settled at the ballot box. That's your solution for an unhappy presidency. If you think that he is moving foreign aid around in a way that you don't think is proper, that's the role for Congress at the time of the budget. Well, we don't think we should send that much money to Ukraine. Or we should send more to Ukraine because you know they're fighting a situation where their country is split in half. That's a role for Congress at that point. And if they don't get it done, then the way you resolve it is at the ballot box. We're only a year away from the next election. Why are they going through this? The ballot box will determine whether the American people are happy with it or not. Everyone knows how Trump is running the economy. Everyone knows how Trump is running the, 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 the Oval Office. There's no doubt about it because every day we hear about what Trump is doing wrong. So now, because it hasn't sunk in with the American people, because they're not accepting that, because their wallets are swollen, because the economy is so good, we know that ISIS has been destroyed in a matter of months instead of what they told us, oh, it's always going to be a problem, ISIS. No, it was. It would bomb the hell out of them. Ended that very quickly, which we'll talk a little bit about later. All our enemies are on the run. He has rejected the world's socialistic endeavors, Paris Climate Accords, which is what the American people wanted. He's doing exactly what he said he was going to do when he ran for office. That doesn't seem to be a person who has a weak character. That doesn't seem to be a person who's doing things for personal gain. That seems to be a, per a person who's being self-sacrificed. This is a guy who's a billionaire. Why would he run for president? He's riding around in private planes and bathing himself in golden tubs. Why, why would he run for president? Because he felt the need to. Because our nation was in dire trouble facing the possibility of another Clinton or Bush presidency. He couldn't stand it. And for the last three years, maybe four, if you count the campaign, he has had false accusation after false accusation sent against him. We know this. From the Stormy Daniels thing to the Mueller investigation. Now it's an impeachment. It's, it's completely bogus non-stop art of character assassination articles based on what conjecture well he did this for personal gain well, well prove it you can't prove anything like that and even if you could 
The solution is what? The ballot box. Not an impeachment hearing. Impeachment hearing is supposed to be for a crime. There's no crime here. There's no violation. The president can direct foreign aid at will. That's not criminal. It's not election tampering any more than Facebook posting a Russian intelligence advertisement, which by the way, it was the CIA that produced that intelligence report. Did you know that? That whistleblower report. They're the ones who made it public. They're the ones who sent it to Congress, not the people who are specifically entrusted to do that. That's why he's demanding that, that this intelligence person resign. That's why he's demanding what, what uh, it's, he's demanding that the, the inspector general, the intelligence community inspector, Michael Atkinson, he was the one who released it to, to, to the Congress. According to the New York Times, a number of people familiar with the discussion, the, the Times reported this, that the Trump first conveyed his displeasure around the September public release of the whistleblower complaint. It should have never been released to the public. The people entrusted to that, the uh, national, the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, did not release it to Congress because it didn't deem it credible. Because what? Well, because the report was written in such a way he knew it didn't come from any one person. It wasn't from anyone inside the White House. It wasn't from anyone at that meeting or at meetings subsequently. And it was written in such a way that it suggested it's written by lawyers. So he didn't deem it public. He says, I'll deal with it on my own way. Trump said he did not know why Atkinson shared it. I, I can tell you why. To slander the president. This is a classic intelligence operation. When an intelligence division like a CIA or a KGB wants to do something to damage a country, what it does is a character assassination attack. doesn't matter how it's done. They throw something out there that's gossip and innuendo and then get everybody fighting. And people lose faith in the powers that be. Donald Trump, the Democrats in Congress, everyone's fighting each other because basically what an intelligence operation does is throw a Molotov cocktail basically out of information and then lets the chips fall with me. It doesn't matter that maybe even both sides might be damaged. What, the, what matters is is that it sows dissension in, in your target to make it vulnerable to a real attack. That's what an intelligence operation... This is a classic oper intelligence operation. The question is, who's directing it? That's the real question. And one that nobody is asking. Not, not CNN, not any political analyst I know. Is it the deep state? Is it Hillary Clinton, the, the Clinton machine? Or is it something more nefarious, such as an outside source like the Chinese intelligence or intel Russian intelligence? That's why a smart guy like Joseph McGuire held it. Because he wasn't sure of the source. This was the problem with the Mueller investigation. The Mueller investigation was based on a false report. Was based on, a, on the Steele dossier, which turned out to be funded by the Clinton machine and handed over to the Justice Department by John McCain. So there was a question about the credibility of it and therefore was a classic intelligence operation and it would behoove the FBI back in 2015 during the Obama administration, they filed a report and they said there's a possibility that Russian intelligence may be doing this 
to damage our nation, to get everybody fighting with each other. Barack Obama stood in the Rose Garden and dismissed it. Says, well, you know, Americans are smarter than that. And we were. Until Trump won the election. Then all of a sudden, all of this becomes a problem. So the question remains, who is behind it? The quote-unquote deep state, the bureaucracy that just doesn't like Trump defunding it and depowering it? Is it Hillary Clinton and the Clinton machine because they're upset that he won the presidency and feel that they've stolen it? Or is it a Russian intelligence or maybe even a Chinese or other party intelligence operation that are promoting this idea through ads? You know, Facebook has caught a number of people. The Mueller investigation caught a number of people that were former GER agents who were funding Facebook ads trying to promote false stories in order to get us to think that there was a problem with our leadership. That's why it should have been kept secret. That's why it should have been not held in public. And that's where the House investigation should be. Where did the reports come from? Why did the whistleblower? Who is the whistleblower? That's why Donald Trump is screaming about it. Who's the whistleblower? Is there a real whistleblower? If there isn't, if it was written by a team of lawyers, if somebody is just put out there as a name is thrown out there, as Adam Schiff has done, it indicates that we have a problem with information in our country. We have a problem with the intelligence divisions in our country. We don't have a problem with the president. The president has every right to direct the Department of Justice to investigate corruption and every right to ask another nation to be involved in it. We've done it before, and we've done it as a matter of course in history. As a matter of fact, there's a tape of Joe Biden saying, well, we're going to withhold aid because of this situation with corruption in your country. He says it right there. As a matter of fact, he comes out just the other day, and he says, well, I have 133 foreign leaders or foreign dignitaries who think I should be president. I mean, he's throwing his own corruption in front of our face. That's the accusation against Joe Biden, that he's in bed with foreign nations because of money, because of pay for play. And then he goes out and says something stupid like that. And nobody picks up on it. Why isn't that being picked up? Why isn't anybody else complaining about it? If you have 133 foreign nations supporting you as president, I don't want you as friggin' president. I want the, the, as president the guy who 133 other nations don't want as president. And that's Donald Trump. It's a classic intelligence operation. And people can't see that because they're not educated, because our education system has failed them. Our, our, our journalistic media has failed them too. It's not investigating truth anymore. It's just being part of the intelligence plot. Whether they're willing or whether they're stooges, it matters not. The fact is the American people are being subjected to a character assassination of their own president. You know, they're making videos Oh, you, literally, it's Hollywood's making videos. Oh, it's important that we all understand that our president is a crook and that you, the American people, have empowered uh, the, through the Constitution. Are you kidding me? This is the most anti-constitutional moment in American history I can think of. You're trying to unseat a president using rules of law rather than the ballot box. When there's no crime here, there is no statute that indicates that a president can't direct foreign aid because there's corruption in a foreign, in a foreign government where he's, the aid's going to. We've got to take a break. And, and the American people are going to, to be subjected to this on every television today. It's, they're going to they interrupt the normal programming. They're going to get in, in front of you, in front of the judge show crowd, in front of the, the husband and wife law team of fuckhead and fuckhead, all those people sitting on the sofa watching this all day long, you'll get in front of them and then just basically say, Donald Trump's a bad person. 
Donald Trump's a mean person. Donald Trump is, is, nobody wants Donald Trump as president, so you shouldn't want him either. That's the pitch. I got 30 years in marketing. I know full well when I'm being pitched. We'll be right back. DACA is coming up before the Supreme Court. It should have never gotten to this point. This is the proper role for Congress. We have a situation where people have been brought into this country and they didn't know it. In other words, people who are children and whatnot. Included with that are people that did know it. And have had a lifetime of trial and who have had a lifetime here in the United States who have had court hearings. They're all lumped together. There's 800 people in our U.S. military that are subject to this. They're basically shielded by an executive order by Barack Obama, which was an illegal order. It's before the Supreme Court now. From the discussions, everyone's saying that the Supreme Court will strike down Obama's executive order and that all of these people who are here illegally, because Barack Obama said himself, my executive order doesn't remove their illegal alien status. It just means we can't deport them while we await judicial review. Supreme Court probably will side with President Trump. Executive order is illegal. Because Congress has to act. And it should have by now. There was no excuse for this. The way you typically handle it, let's say somebody was two years old, brought here in the country. They don't know anything. They've been here in the United States for 20 years. Then they go to apply for a license or a college loan or whatever, and they get told, hey, you're not a legal alien. You're you're illegally here. What do you do? You can't really just ship them out. The way to do it was to properly legislate and say to them, look, you're illegally here. We can't allow you to stay the way you are. You have to go through the pro-citizen process. We'll create a separate line for you, but you all have to get in line and you all have to wait your day. In the meantime, you've received no benefit that you would have received as a citizen. In other words, we're not going to deport you, but you're not going to receive any benefit until you apply for citizenship. You learn the language, you pass the test, and we'll create a separate bond. In other words, we'll exclude you from the normal waiting process, which may take 10 or 15 years. We'll, we'll make a separate line. Everybody get in it. We'll, we'll add a few extra names to the list to allow in every year. That's the way you handle it, but it has to be done by Congress. They didn't do that. They're all fighting about it. Congress, what it essentially wants to do is create an open-door policy on our border. And that's why it's all in front of the Supreme Court, because the two sides can't come to an agreement. Donald Trump has made offer after offer after offer. He has said to the Democrats, uh, to Congress, as late as yesterday, hey, Supreme Court is going to rule against you. Why don't we work together in an emergency session and say, okay, no future illegal aliens will be allowed into the country under these terms, but the existing people that are here that are known to us because they've now appeared in court or are known to us through a variety of means will prevent them. All we have to do is just say no more and Congress won't do it. They want an open door policy on our border. They want birthright citizenship in a variety of ways, and DACA is another way to do it. 
Well, the Supreme Court's going to shoot it down. And if I was the president, the minute, the minute that court case came down, I'd send, I, I start deporting people. And then blame it on the Democrats. You did this. These people are here illegally. We don't want to just ship them out, but we have no choice now. Because there is a law. There is a national border. And you need to adhere to the law. That is the role for Congress. Not sitting up on the Hill and having investigation and effective investigation where everybody sits in front of a, a jury and a panel in the American media and the TV and says Donald Trump's an asshole. Let's get rid of him. They need to do their jobs and create a system to protect people who are here since birth and to also say, hey, a few of you should have known better and you got to go. And separate everybody out with judicial review. That's how it's done. That's how it's done in America on anything. You stand in front of a judge, you make your case, and the judge says, okay, but you can't receive any benefit as a citizen. You know, Milton Friedman... Put it best. It was a very simple process. He says, illegal alien, it's okay to have illegal aliens in your country as long as it's illegal. If you make it legal, then you just create an open-door policy and you have a, a system that gets bankrupted. In the 1890s, we had a much more open, or previous to 1890, 1900, we had a much more open border, porous. We all know about Ellis Island. We all know about people. They still had to register. They still had to say their name. They still had to have English. They still had to have a job. But here's the thing. Everyone's saying, well, it's the same thing. It's not. We had no welfare state during that period in time of American history. In other words, if you came here, you were cheap labor. It's a good thing for, for America to have cheap labor available. Okay? But they didn't receive any benefit. If they didn't work, they didn't eat. And immigrants like the Irish, the Jewish, the Polish, the Italians, all these so-called white people who had quote-unquote white privilege, which basically they earned, came to America with the idea that I'm going to become an American. I'm going to learn the English language, I'm going to get a job, and I'm going to be part of the American experience. They were hated too. The Irish, the Jewish, Poles, Italians, all faced discrimination. And they also all had criminal elements that come with them. It's the nature of the beast. That's why when Republicans make a, a, an argument that, oh, because Mexicans and Guatemalans and Central Americans are coming here, criminals are coming here. Uh, look, it happens with any immigrant group. You're going to have people that you really don't want in. The problem is we have a welfare state now. That's why it's illegal. Illegal immigrants receive Medicaid, education, Medicare, anything. Social Security, we've got all kinds of entitlements to protect them. That has to end. I don't object people coming here to get a job, that want to work, maybe start a business, whatever it is. They can do that, but they can't receive any benefit that a citizen does. That needs to stop. You can't receive free education. You can't receive food stamps. You can't receive any of that. Not unless you get in line and say, I want to still apply as a citizen. That, I'm willing to, to do some sort of legislation, be open to that. Well, we'll make a separate line. Mail, maybe we can have an open border again if we have that situation. In other words, being an illegal alien here in the United States is still illegal. If you make it that, then we have a good system. Then you have a good supply of cheap labor for jobs that people just don't want to do because they don't exist. 
People don't want to work in the strawberry fields. I understand that. Cheap labor will do that. They will earn their way into American theater. You pick strawberries, you build a, a life, you work hard all your life, you have children, you build an American dream. That's, that's the way it works here in America. That's not the way it works now. It's a welfare state. Entire generations grow up dependent on government because why? The Democrats want it because those people will vote for Democrat policies and Democrat leaders, let their cities fall into ruin, let their cities look like slums. Look at Baltimore, look at Detroit, now Los Angeles, San Francisco, same thing. And the Republicans, the establishment Republicans want it too because why? Cheap labor, what I originally said. And Donald Trump has gone to Congress in a number of plans, A, B, C, D, gone down the road. He's been constantly saying that. And the Democrats don't want a deal because every one of the deals says, no, we got to make illegal aliens illegal. No, we got to build a border wall. We have to protect the American citizens from unlawful incursions by people that don't want to be here for any other reason but to prey on the American people. Why is that controversial? Because they just want to get rid of Donald Trump. They were willing to work with George Bush. They were working any one of these Rockefeller Republicans. They're happy to. Because every one of them wants the same thing. Amnesty and an open border. And Donald Trump has tried to shut down the flow of money to illegal aliens. And unsuccessfully. Because our justice system is corrupt. And our laws are broken. Because Congress completely fails to act time after time after time. And now people are going to suffer for it. Because when the Supreme Court comes down and shuts down DACA and the de deportations begin, they want that. Because the Democrats want to use it as another weapon against Donald Trump. Oh, look at Donald Trump. He's putting people in cages again. Never mind that Barack Obama had to separate people because the Supreme Court says, no, you can't put a child in prison. You can't put a child in with people we don't even know that they're their parents. We have to separate them and protect them while the parent or while the adult who came in with them has their court date. That's not putting people in cages. Those aren't concentration camps. I don't know of any concentration camp where people fought to get into it, where they had leather sofas and foosball tables and education and three square meals a day. That didn't happen in any Nazi concentration camp that I ever knew of. And it's an insult to the Jewish people who went through that. But here we are. Here we are, because we're facing the destruction of a nation. People are protesting now this Supreme Court case. Why? The Supreme Court doesn't respond to protests. Doesn't matter how many people are outside that courthouse. They're going to make a decision based on law. We still have that ten little thread left of our Constitution, which is trampled every day by the left. Why are you protesting? What's to protest? The law is the law. It's either constitutional or it's not. They're doing it to gain attention. They're standing in front of a courthouse and committing cultural and national suicide. Because that's what it is. Saying that you should have an open border on our side. Of course. And of course, what was the argument that, that Pelosi and that, that bunch, that crew up in the hill say? Oh, we don't want open borders. Really? How? Every presidential candidate that lines up on the Democrat side wants open borders. Some of them are open about it. Some of them aren't. But they all want it. 
They all want mass immigration. Oh, those people are just immigrants. No, they're illegal immigrants. There's a difference. There's a difference of somebody who waits in line, applies, learns the language, and learns the Constitution, and passes the test than somebody who crawls under the wire. There's a difference. And I don't care what anyone says about, oh, there's this guy who became a doctor. That's nonsense. That's a threat to America. It's a threat to our language. It's a threat to our national heritage. It's a threat to our borders. All of these things are what defines the United States, our set of laws. And if you don't adhere to the law, then you will destroy the country in the end. Mark my words. You cannot have a welfare state with mass immigration. You will bankrupt the nation at one point or another. Period. End of story. Fighting is ramping up in Israel. We'll be right back after this brief break. Israel's on the hot seat again because they dared to attack an Iranian terrorist. Iranian. We're not talking about Hamas here. This is an Iranian army regular, folks. I don't care if he wears a uniform or not. I don't care if you want to label him as a terrorist. They're fighting the Iranians now. Israel. There was a rocket attack, or missile attack. Israelis came out and announced that they had gotten a leader of this Iranian terrorist movement that's seeking the destruction of Israel. Make no mistake about it, Iran is the root, the tree of the problem in the Middle East. If Iran didn't exist, 90% of the problems in the Middle East would go away. They are a threat. They are the enemy of every freedom-loving American. They are an enemy to Israel. Israel is our only friend in the Middle East. I don't care what you say about Iraq or these other countries. They're not friends. They are business partners, trade partners, but they're not allies. Israel is our ally. We stand with them. We are adhering to the principles of the Nuremberg Trials. A nation back in the 40s, Nazi Germany, tried to exterminate that people. So they needed a place where they could find protection. And they fought for it. There was a, re- a revolution in the area. If you've ever seen the movie Radon and Tebby, you know something about it. They fought for their own freedom. They won it. Just like we did. And the rest of the Middle East can't live with it. Sound familiar? For years since that point, after, I think it was 1949... I'd have to look it up. Till now, they have been beset by enemies on all sides. They have settled their differences with some of them, like the Egyptians, some of the other nations. They have not with Iran. Iran has openly said Israel does not have a right to exist. Their foreign agents, their military regulars, are conducting terrorist operations in Syria and other areas. They got one yesterday, the leader of one, supposedly. New York Times said Israel is looking for trouble. Basically, their headline read Israel is looking for trouble. They killed a terrorist leader. And now that will guarantee more problems in the Middle East. That's how they phrased it. They made it sound like it was a bad thing that Israel got this guy. 
Ilan Omar within minutes, I don't know how long, a couple hours, tweeted out how many more protesters, she refers to them as protesters, they're terrorists, they're seeking the destruction of Israel and they have killed Israeli citizens. How many more protesters must be shot, rockets must be fired, and little kids must be killed until this endless cycle of violence ends? Any children that were killed were because these terrorists embed themselves in schools and hospitals. They want those kids to be. They use them as meat shields. She goes on to say, the status quo of occupation and humanitarian crisis in Gaza is unsustainable. Only real justice can bring about the security and lasting peace. Well, what's your idea of real justice? Israel doesn't exist anymore? It's nonsense. This is a person who's sitting in Congress. This is why I say yesterday, America's in deep trouble. They have gotten footholds in America, in New York and California and other places. Now Minnesota. They're, we are beset by enemies on all sides. And make no mistake, Ilan Omar is an, an enemy of America. Anyone who's an enemy of Israel stands with the enemies of democracy and freedom and our republic. There are no exceptions. There are people that have been fooled, people who believe the stories, anti-Semites here in America that are siding with people like Ilan Omar, siding with the Palestinians who are not a people as defined by the United Nations. The United Nations has defined borders and defined nations. It has defined Israel as a right to exist nation and recognize their national borders. That should be the end of the story. Barack Obama made a deal with the Iranians which guaranteed their existence by allowing them to build a nuclear weapon at some point. A nation with more energy reserves than it knows what to do with. They want a nuclear energy for peaceful purposes. There's nothing peaceful about the Iranian regime. They oppress their own people. Their own people want them gone. They captured our embassy when that revolution, when the Shah of Iran was thrown out. They held our people hostages. They have fought us in the Gulf. They captured tankers. They threaten economic security of the West. They are an enemy to the United States. And they should be dealt with as such. Donald Trump has taken the path of economic sanctions because he says, no, I don't want Americans directly involved in any conflict with Iran. It's not our conflict. It's the Israelis' conflict. Good for him. It's a conflict of world order. It's a conflict of economic proportion and therefore you fight it economically. Good for him. I'm tired of our boys dying for a patch of dust that we never keep. But make no mistake about it. The humanitarian crisis is brought on by the Arabic peoples in the Middle East, not Israel. If Israel were to lay down its weapons tomorrow, it would be pushed into the Mediterranean by every Arabic people in, in, the, in the region. If the Arabic peoples, if Iran, if Hamas laid down their weapons tomorrow, there would be peace in the Middle East. That tells you who's, a, who's the problem there. Israel has no desire beyond its, uh, its current borders. The only borders that has extended have been the result of previous attempts at taking Israel away from it. Previous attempts at destroying their national border. They have defended themselves admirably and can do so going forward. We only need to ensure that right to exist. 
We do it with economic, military, and political means. There is no shame in that. Anti-Semitism is still a problem today, and it's growing. Mainly because people like the Iranian regime and the Arabic peoples who hate Israel, who don't want to deny their right to exist, continue to flourish. Because countries in Europe continue to do economic business with Iran. It's shameful. And in doing so, they also benefit enemies like Russia, who is a less aggressive, less much of a threat, much less of a threat in the region than Iran is. They're in bed with the Iranians, and they're doing it for profit. A lot of their gas, oil, and so forth flows through the Syrian area. That's why they're protecting Assad. That's why they're protecting Syria. Okay. You play your games, we play ours. We support Israel, you support Syria. Okay. And then we stare at each other across the fence. Okay, we can live with that. But Israel goes on. This is what's going on. And there are people here in our Congress who would openly destroy Israel if they could. They have said so. Ilan Omar being one of them. She has said, I would deny military aid to Israel because of their quote-unquote humanitarian failures. But it's not okay for Donald Trump to deny aid to Ukraine, who is misappropriating those funds and sending it to people for political reasons. That's not okay. These are the Democrats. These are the people trying to run this country. At some point, they're going to. We just have to make sure they don't ever get a supermajority again. The last time they had a supermajority with Barack Obama, we got Obamacare which is a drain and an anchor on the American people and will be used as a weapon against us going forward. Now they're pressing for universal Medicare for all. If you think that will solve people's health care problems, I would point to Obamacare. Did Obamacare solve anything? No, it created three problems for everyone that it solved. People are still dying. People are still going bankrupt. I thought we were told that was Obamacare was supposed to stop that. Iran is still threatening Israel. That's why Israel had to strike first. We were told the Iranian deal would end conflict in the Middle East. Really, that's what we were told. Look it up. Didn't do anything of the sort. Trump backed out of that deal. It was a bad deal. Bad deal for Israel. Bad deal for America. Bad deal for Europe. Bad deal for peace in the world. Bad deal for the United Nations. It's too bad most people can't see that. If Iran gets a nuclear weapon, they will be using it to blackmail the West for God knows how long. That's why one of the things that we're doing is ramping up anti-ballistic missile technology, so they can't do that. This president stands against it. There are people like Ilan Omar in Congress who stand for what? Iran. Islamic extremism. Fundamentalism. Anti-Semitic behavior. If you make a statement supporting an Iranian terrorist instead of the people of Israel, you are anti-Semitic. Because Iran stands for the extermination of Israel. They make no bones about it. And if you stand with them, then you're standing with anti-Semitism. Israel knows this. Israel has said publicly that President Trump has been the best American president since Ronald Reagan. Supports us unequivocally. We even moved our embassy to Jerusalem when no one wanted us to. 
We're out of time for today. Maybe tomorrow's show we'll have an answer on DACA and we can talk about it. I'm going to watch the circus today in Congress. Impeachment hearings. I mean, there's a lot of things that you cannot like about Trump. His tweets, some of the weird things he says, maybe even some of the positions on Syria. Okay. But that's not cause for impeachment. That's solved with the ballot box. Well, we don't think he's doing good by the president. I'm going to vote for somebody else. The Democrats aren't making that case. They're making the case that he needs to be removed, that he's a tyrant. Let me tell you, when Congress tries to remove a president in this manner, in this fashion, over made-up charges, that's tyranny. That's a kangaroo court. That's justice being perverted. Using the judicial system to remove a president when there's no crime, there's no statute. Where's the statute? Show me. Show me the statute that says if an American president diverts foreign aid in a certain way, that that's illegal. You can't. No one can. It's not election tampering. But we're out of time for today. I can't discuss it anymore. I'd love to discuss it more. You know what? I want to take this show to 90 minutes, take phone callers, things like that. I need your help. I need your help. I need a $2 donation from every one of our listeners. At least that. $10 if you want access to a Friday show. And as I said, it's a pretty good bet after the first year, Thursday and Friday will be private shows. This is what I need to do. I hate doing it. I'd rather do the gift method, where if you spend 25 bucks, I send you a $30 book and you help out the show. Isn't that great? That's the way I'd like to do it. I don't want to go down the path of selling you stuff like t-shirts and whatnot. I hate that. That's, it's like, you know, you just hawking t-shirts, right? We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, folks. Have a good one. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.